if I knew that having heart attacks would would turn people into lower stress, more productive people, I'd be like Oprah, right? You get a heart attack, you get a heart attack, you get a heart attack. <laughs> but but hopefully we can we can get there without the heart attack, without the stent and the recovery and all of that. Welcome to another episode of Happy Brain. My name is Sean Block, and thank you for joining us as we explore the fun side to mental health by digging into those fun hacks and fun tips to make your mental health journey more enjoyable and your brain a little happier. Welcome back to Happy Brain. My name is Sean Block. We have a great topic today. We're going to be talking about stress management and how you can do little things in your life to make yourself a lot happier and reduce your stress. I'm joined by Phil Barth. He is an accomplished speaker. He's a Toastmaster. He's been to the highest levels of Toastmaster in terms of speaking, world championships, things like that. And he also is going to share his experience today. He had a, a heart attack and it changed his life. And he's going to share some tips with you today on how little things can make your brain a little happier. Enjoy. Welcome back to Happy Brain. My name is Sean Block. I have Phil Barth here. I'm excited to have him. And Phil, I have a question to start with. Uh, and this is, I'm just curious about this. What does banana milkshakes have to do? What does that mean to you? Okay. So the the title of the book that I wrote is called Great Things Happen Every Day. It's like finding joy with friends, family, and banana milkshakes. Banana milkshakes are something that as I was recovering from a heart attack, and we'll probably talk about that a little bit, my wife said, you know, we ought to make banana milkshakes. And, and I was like, what's that? She said, oh, we used to make them when I was a kid. And, and basically, it's a banana. It's some frozen yogurt and some milk. Put it in a blender. And, and you've got this really nice, fairly healthy treat. And, and so we made those. And, and that just kind of became the, the, the symbol for the recovery is some time with family. We make a little milkshake, use frozen yogurt so it's not as bad, and, and it's delicious, and, and you're bonding with family, which is good. And the other thing was that it taught me that something you can do in five minutes to make it and, and another 10 minutes to enjoy it, little things make the difference. And, and so a banana milkshake is a little thing. You know, if you don't like banana milkshakes, you might have to do something different. But but a small thing, small things make the difference. That's what I've learned in this whole process of recovering from the heart attack to today. That is awesome. And so you wrote a book. It was on great things. Can you tell me the book, name of the book again? It was a great title. You just mentioned it. <laughs> yes. There it is. Great, great things, things happen. happen every day. And, you know, what is it? Finding friends, family. And banana milkshakes. And there, there's a picture of my son on the beach. Uh, well, vacation. So we've talked about on this show before, like gratitude is is so important. And then one of the things that I, I we talked about before is was exactly what you're talking about is writing down one thing, great thing that happened to you in the last 24 hours. And and that kind of triggers this this this, this experience is feeling. And apparently you've been doing this for six years. Yeah. Or something yeah, like that. So yeah. It'll be actually, I think, gosh, it's about seven. Oh. Uh, yeah. So I had the heart attack in 2015. Uh, and start of 2016, my I promised my wife that we would take one week off every three months. So March of 2016, she goes, okay, it's been three months. So we we I wasn't able to travel then. We just took a staycation. And and so first day we went to the zoo 
And I got on Facebook and I hit, hey, here were the great things that happened today. You know, I went to the zoo, saw a baby cheetah, had a picnic in the car. And, and I got a bunch of likes. And, you know, if you're on social media and people are giving you likes or thumbs up, it's like, whoa, that's that's the ultimate. Right. Yeah. So the next day we went to the art museum. I said, well, I'm going to list the great things from the art museum. And, and so this went on every day. And I thought, OK, well, I'm on vacation this week. It should be easy to find something great when you're not working. Right. And I thought to myself, how long can I keep this going? And the answer is seven years, roughly, <laughs> that you sit down. And now it's first thing in the morning. Here's the great things that happened yesterday. And I reflect back and you instantly start your day with gratitude. And the one thing I've learned is how you start the day is how you live the day. And so when you start it on a positive note, looking back at what you're grateful for, and they don't have to be big things. That's why banana milkshakes is there. Little things that make the difference. You start the day with gratitude and you are much more likely to have a good day. So you mentioned your heart attack. So you, so tell me just a little bit about your heart attack. And the question I have for you is what was your like life like in terms of getting up in the morning a year before your heart attack and then after your heart attack? What changed? Yeah. So you and I are both Toastmasters. And 2015, I was getting ready to compete in the semifinals of the World Championship of Public Speaking, getting ready to go to Las Vegas. And, and so this was one more thing on top of the job and everything else. And so, so this is the before I would get up, but yeah, I'd, I'd work late, work on the speech late, not get enough sleep, get up first thing in the morning. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm tired. So I, I use my Keurig to make a cup of coffee while the pot is brewing and just, you know, caffeinate and go, 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 go. Mm. And, and, and is it any wonder I wound up having a, a heart attack? Uh, it, but that was it. It's, you know, uh, I'll, I'll rest when I'm dead kind of thing. And mm. little did I know that that was going to come a lot quicker if I w- didn't change my habits. So oh. had the heart attack one week before I was supposed to go out and compete in Las Vegas. So I didn't compete. Um, I, I handed that stress off to the guy who finished second to me. It's like, Hey, <laughs> hope you had a speech ready to go, buddy. I can't make it. Uh, <laughs> And he did a really good job and got a, he got a trip to Vegas out of it. Yeah. But, but at any rate, that's the before, right? Mm-hmm. Go, go, go. Um, never say no to anything and, and see how much you can get done at the expense of your sleep, your health, um, mm-hmm. too much coffee, et cetera. The after was, you know, if you're recovering from, this was a small heart attack. I don't ever want to have a medium or large. This was a small one and the recovery took, just about a year. So the, the, there was some changes. Get enough sleep, say no to things that don't serve me, and you know, cut back on the coffee. And, and the other thing was start the day off on the right foot. Mm. I've been doing that for seven years because I really don't want to go back for another uh, couple stents in my heart and all that. Mm. It's not fun. Yeah, unfortunately, I have that in my family too. My dad had a major one and thank God he he survived that, but he had to make a lot of changes too. And so I know that we wanted to talk a little bit about stress management. And I know that you have learned so much from your experiences since that. And some of the things you're talking about here, did you want to like go through some of those steps with us? Sure. 
Sure. So I'll I'll send you, or I may have already sent you the PDF of the nine S's of stress management. Yes, and I'll make sure to share that. Um, you know, I, I keep adding, right? Some that are on there is get enough sleep. Such a key. Everything I read, and, and I do so much better when I get enough sleep. Uh, slow down. You know, we've got, we're in a world where Elon Musk just, you know, go, go, go. Nothing was ever done in a 40-hour work week. And and I love his cars, but no, you got to slow down. You got to spend some time in silence. Those are the three I've found since then. A little bit of <laughs> silence, meditation, whatever. But the big one is, well, there's three big ones, but here's the big one I want to talk about first, is start your day off on the right foot. Mm. And, and so my day starts off with what I call A, B, C, D. And A is some positive affirmations. Yeah, I have rotating ones that show up different different each day, just to keep the, me thinking of about something positive, but different. So it doesn't become repetitive. B is, I, I read a book first thing in the morning. For me, it's the Bible. It doesn't have to be. Some, some book that con- connects you to a bigger purpose, something beyond yourself. Uh, so, and I also know if I don't read something first thing in the morning, once I get rolling, you know, it's going to be the end of the day. Oh, I didn't get any, I didn't read. I didn't learn anything. I didn't grow. Uh, C is coffee. I get one cup of coffee. So I make it a good one. Actually, I get two. So I make good ones. And then D is dogs because we have dogs mm-hmm. and, you know, dogs are the most grateful creatures in the world. You know, they see you, oh, it's been hours. You're my favorite person in the world. And they eat dog food and they're happy about it. it and dog food tastes terrible. My son and I did an experiment. So, but, but <laughs> yeah, actually, when you think about it, it's actually DCBA because the dogs don't wait. <laughs> they want attention right now. And they climb on my lap and it's just, it's, it's such a positive, positive thing. By the time they get done, then the coffee's ready and then a book and then some affirmations. But all of that adds up to gratitude. And when you start your day with gratitude, you're well on your way. There's been a study. So a couple of people, uh, Sean Aker, uh, who check out his TED Talk, love Sean Aker, and his wife, Michelle Deline, did a study on how you start your day. And they divided the participants into two groups. One got the regular negative news that you would start for three minutes. The other got solution-focused news for three minutes, first thing in the morning. The people who had the negative news were 27% more likely at the end of the day to say they had a bad day, just by the way you start your day. So if you start your day off on the right foot, you're giving yourself over a quarter, one-fourth of a chance, more likely to have a good day, just, just with three minutes. My routine is probably 10. I don't have a great day every day, but I always say that you know, three days out of the month, three out of 30, 10% are going to be so good that no matter how hard you try, you're not going to screw them up. <laughs> and three days are going to be so bad that you're just going to have a bad day, 10%. Okay, that leaves 24 days, 80% that are up for grabs. So if you start your day off on a positive way, you're much more likely to take that day, put it on the positive side of the ledger. Mm. So that's my favorite S, how you start your day. I just want to echo Sean Aker is amazing. One of the reasons um that really got me into gratitude was reading one of his earlier books um i forget it's off the top of my head but it talked about he did these studies yes so i i'm with you and, and you know I, I i think it's 15 minutes to watch his ted talk i laughed so hard i had tears coming down my eyes you know talking about 
and, and he turns it into positive, but he's got such a good sense of humor and talking about growing up with his uh, sister and, and it just, he's hilarious. And he's, he knows so much about gratitude. I want to be Sean Aker when I grow up. <laughs> yeah, that he's awesome. So what other couple of things I meant, you mentioned something about things not to do or taking away things. Is that one of the steps? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I divide them into half. So there's this experiment that's been done um, since the 50s. The, uh, Scientific American Magazine, 1957, talked about the brain's reticular activation system. And, and basically what it, the, the experiment is if you close your eyes for 10 seconds and think about the color green, and then you open your eyes, you're going to find something green. It just You will be drawn to it. So whatever you put in your mind is what you'll be drawn to. So uh, the first one I say is seek the green where green stands for good. So you know, start training your brain to look for good things. And you do that, I think 21 days to make a habit, you will find the good things. The subtract, I, I go with red, although I love the color red. See, there's my Cleveland Indians towel. I've got uh, red all over. But, but let's just say if green is good, then red is bad. Uh, you know, use the stoplight. Nobody wants to stop, right? So subtract the bad, the red that's in your life. Subtract. You cannot eliminate but subtract what's bad. Social media, stop looking at the, the arguments. I don't recommend getting off social media. I've got a niece in Florida and she puts pictures of her young son and daughter. I want to see that. What I don't want to see is all the fights. Mm. And, and I'm going to rant on social media for one more minute. Facebook and the other sites, on average, people spend two hours and some odd minutes on some sort of social media, YouTube, um, what's one TikTok? TikTok, I don't, yeah. TikTok, um, so Facebook, Instagram, and so on. Everybody wants their piece of the pie, and they want to keep your eyes on the site. Which, oh, by the way, is when you post a YouTube video on Facebook, nobody's going to see it. They don't want you going off to YouTube. But everybody wants wants your eyeballs. So if you are slowly looking and reading all the arguments about religion about uh politics always politics right if you are even reading that not participating they know where you slow down and they're going to give you more of it so if you bypass all the negativity and you spend more time in the positive area looking at jokes uh, that's that's another one by the way start something silly but but jokes and in pictures from relatives that are posting positivity they're going to give you more of that because they want to keep you there mm. So just subtract the bad and look and seek the good. Mm. That that's the the big ones, right? Mm. I'm getting the theme here. Are all your tips? It sounds like a lot of them start with S. Is there a, a pattern here? Yeah, or? yeah. It's called and I, I sent you a PDF. The nine S's of stress management. You can basically move. You know, S is a fairly common word letter, so you can basically move anything into the S, even if it doesn't necessarily belong there. So. Kind of switching gears just a minute to, since you're a Toastmaster and you're you're in, excel in that speech uh, in that world. How's your speeches and the type of information you're conveying? Is it does it feel different speaking now? Do you feel with a different purpose than you did yes. earlier? The purpose is to help other people, right? Help other people with their stress management so they don't have to have a heart attack. You know, if I could, if, if I knew that having heart attacks would would turn people into lower stressed, more productive people. I'd be like Oprah, right? You get a heart attack, you get a heart attack, you get a heart attack. <laughs> but 
but hopefully we can we can get there without the heart attack, without the stent and the recovery and all of that, just by changing a few key habits. And, and so that's the purpose. Uh, Phil, is there anything else that you wanted to share with us this morning? I think I think that's that's the big one. But everybody's big on the New Year's resolutions right now. Uh, keep them. Keep and and if you when you're watching this, you gave up on your New Year's resolutions. Just pretend tomorrow is the first of January and do it again. Start over. Tomorrow is the first day. You know it's trite of the rest of your life, but find those habits. Treat yourself well. Help your you know love yourself and then love the world. And the stress, like I said, you go from nine point five to a three. Well, thank you so much. And is there? Uh... How could people reach you, Phil? And you had an article I'll share or a, a PDF I'll share too. Yes, uh, philbarth.com. I I was going to always, I was always going to develop because I'm kind of a tech nerd. I'm going to develop a website. Yeah, no. I, I last year I made this really good decision to write a check, and it wasn't a huge check to somebody else who knew how to develop a website, and I love my website, philbarth.com. And yeah. my website, but I didn't develop it. That's why it's good. That's so awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Phil. Thank you for having me. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you for listening to another episode of Happy Brain. If you enjoyed this, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you have an extra second, leave us an honest review over on iTunes or your Apple podcasting app. And until next time, my friends, keep that brain of yours happy. Happy Brain listeners, can you do me a big favor and fill out our Happy Brain listener survey? That'll help me guarantee I can provide the best content for you and all our listeners. Just go to our show notes and complete it. And as an extra incentive, I have a raffle for $25 for Amazon for anybody that completes this. I appreciate your time and thanks for listening to Happy Brain.